Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu and welcome to Your Health is Your Wealth on Inspire 105.1 FM and I'm your host Sister Shagufta. I pray you're in the best of health and iman. Welcome to today's show which is about what is eating psychology. Alhamdulillah because I myself have studied and I'm a coach in as an eating psychology coach as well. Alhamdulillah. So what I'm hoping that you will learn is that you become aware of food, both in our bodies and our minds, the power of this, become familiar with the process of digestion, circulation, and how this affects our health. And also understand the damaging effects of mindless eating. So inshallah, I will try to do all this and I will try to include what, again, Islam says about this, inshallah. So food, what are we doing? So food has become our friend. Our social pastime, our boredom alleviator, our comforter, a treat. And it is an addiction to some you know, extent, an obsession. And sometimes it can dictate whether we're healthy or not. Food also dictates the way we think in far more ways than thinking about what and when to eat. We eat things that change our brain chemistry enough to change our behaviour. We eat huge amounts of stodgy, addictive foods to make ourselves feel better. We starve ourselves until we feel faint in order to try and create a body image that we believe is socially acceptable. But when we study why and what we eat, the results are usually shocking. We learn that we are shortening our lives and leaving our poor bodies with a lot to struggle with. Food today is convenient, addictive and often nutrient deficient. And it's no wonder we're often hungry within a couple of hours of eating, the body still crying out for nutrients. But... Before I move on, I'd like to take a few minutes for you to brainstorm your own relationship with food. So don't overthink it. What you can do is write this down. I'll give you a moment. Get yourself a pen or you can use your phone if you want because it's I'm sure it's by your hands right now. So um, you can use it. So just simply write down everything that comes to mind and then highlight everything that you believe signifies your regular approach to food. So, for example, um, I eat when I'm bored, or I comfort eat, or I'm unable to stop eating sugar, or I view food as a social occasion or a treat. Whatever is your truth, just write it without thinking too much. Brainstorming in this way will help you to see your own eating habits from an objective view, okay? And this is part of mindfulness, mindful eating. So just as I've said, a lot of food that we currently eat is deficient in nutrients. And as the human race has grown and human occupancy on earth has exploded, we've increased our demand for easy, convenient food. So in the West, you know, we eat a lot of heavily processed foods. We receive little education on exactly what these foods do to us, our bodies and our minds. 
Supermarkets are full of easy foods. There are fast food stores in every corner. But why do we always choose the fattening and processed food types? We learn to eat poor quality food for a number of reasons. Now here are some of them. Time saving, early conditioning, easy availability, lack of awareness of how it affects our body and mind. We're addicted to the taste. We're addicted to how processed foods feel when they go into our bodies. And if we go a little deeper, there are also other psychological reasons for eating poor quality foods. And they are psychological eating because of negative emotions, low self-esteem, sadness, despair, stress, anger, loneliness, abandonment, lack of love, depreciation, annoyance, resentment, frustration, boredom. So have a little look at this list and tick if any of them, uh, the reasons for eating are specifically apply to you, um, as I've just said. And for some people, they think of an Indian takeaway for every time they want a treat, okay? Or someone will think of a sweet dish every time they have achieved something, for example. Okay, now it's my treat, I need to go and have a cake because I've just achieved something. You know, you know, people have different reasons to want something, okay? Um, some people have to have a delivery, takeaway delivery, um, because they have, again, they just feel a bit bored, for example, Okay, everyone's got slightly different reasons of how and when they consume foods. Okay, but why should we actually eat? Well, we should eat to keep our bodies alive and healthy. This is as relevant to each of the cells in our body as it is to the digestive system. Okay, so healthy digestion is not complicated, but it is extremely difficult to achieve. None of us would be in trouble or thinking about um you know uh, eating well if we had uncomplicated uncomplicated relationship with food let's take a look at how physically easy it is to maintain a healthy digestion okay so um although the digestive system can withstand a lot of stress from foods that you eat to emotional stresses it can only do so for a limited time so over time, the negative effects will accumulate and create health problems in the long term. So irrespective of your lifestyle in the past, you can take some positive steps to rejuvenate and maintain the health of your digestive system. So eat a healthy diet. So eat foods rich in fibre. So that's vegetables, fruit, whole grains and cereals. Yes, You'll hear it again and again, and it's really important because fibre encourages the passage of material through the digestive system and gives the correct consistency and bulk to stools. Ideally, you should consume at least 30 grams of fibre a day. A balanced diet rich in fibre can and may reduce the risk of developing diverticular disease, heart disease or colorectal cancer. Also, reduce the intake of processed foods. These generally have 
little nutrition or fiber and often contain large amounts of saturated fats, salts and preservatives that can be harmful to the body. So think about your fat intake. Eat moderate amounts of good fats, that's omega-3, and reduce your intake of this saturated fats, this animal fat. So choose lean meat when you do that. A diet that's high in fat can actually make the digestive system really sluggish and it can even cause or aggravate diseases of the digestive system and also heart disease. Now, for some people, they may be drinking alcohol. Alcohol, what does that do? It inflames the lining of the stomach or the esophagus and can cause symptoms such as heartburn. So excessive intake of alcohol can also lead to cirrhosis of the liver. Drink plenty of fluids, especially water. Water helps to dissolve some nutrients and it encourages passage of waste through the digestive system and helps soften stools. Take your medications, if you have any, as directed. But also remember, some medicines and herbs can have harmful effects on the digestive system. Please, please make sure if you ever have a doctor's appointment or consultation with your consultant, when they ask you, do you take any medications, um, even if they're herbal or supplements, please include them because they can have um, contraindications and they can interact with your medications and can cause further problems. So make sure you always, always take note before you take natural supplements as well. Eat moderately, slowly and regularly. Don't overeat. Eat moderate portions to avoid putting too much stress on your digestive system. Try not to eat in a rush. The process of digestion starts in your mouth. Take time and eat slowly. Chew each mouthful really well. When I was working um, as a specialist obesity um, nurse, um, when patients had their bariatric surgery, we would tell them to chew 20 times. And it, it really does um, help. And it also makes you appreciate your food and, you know, you're less likely to overeat. So and, and digestion starts in your mouth. So when it's well chewed, it's easier to digest the larger um, pieces as well. And eat regular and try not to skip meals. This will prevent overeating due to hunger and prepares the digestive system for regular meals. Okay. Because um, when you skip meals, psychologically, you will feel like you've missed out. And because you didn't eat, for example, breakfast and lunch, you psychologically will think, I need to have a massive portion because I didn't eat earlier. And when you overeat in the evenings, it can cause all sorts of problems. Overeating, bloating, you can feel sick and, um, you know, you're sleeping on like a full stomach as well. It's really not good for your health and you will start gaining weight. Also exercise regularly. Regular cardiovascular exercises help to strengthen the muscles of your abdomen and it reduces the sluggishness by stimulating the intestinal muscles to push digestive contents through your system. Also reduce or manage your stress levels. You may have noticed feeling of unease in the abdomen during times of stress, um, 
So stress affects the nerves of the digestive system and can upset this balance of digestion. In some people, stress actually slows the process of digestion. So this causes bloating, pain and constipation, while others actually may need to frequently empty their bowels and their stools may be more loose. Stress can worsen some conditions such as peptic ulcers or their IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Again, quit smoking. Smoking lowers the pressure of the junction between the stomach and esophagus. So this promotes that backflow of stomach acid into the esophagus. So reflux can um, result in heartburn and other complications. Smoking can also aggravate peptic ulcers and inflammatory conditions of the bowel and it's linked with increased risk of many cancers too. So as I've said before, the digestive system itself is an efficient process. The psychological side of eating, though, is really different. We're delicate species and often easily damaged emotionally. We learn bad habits and find it difficult to break them, especially where food is concerned. Many processed foods are nutritionally deficient and when eaten over a long period, they'll provide only the bare minimum of nutrients needed for a healthy body and mind. The body begins to struggle and this is directly linked to poor health. Let's face it, we are in the middle of a health epidemic. Okay, How many of the foods do you eat regularly? You know, um, When we eat junk food, for example, like burgers, chips, fries, chicken, all of these things, right? Um, you know, and I was to ask you, you ask yourself, why do you eat them? You know, it might throw you off a bit. But when we eat junk, junk food, the results impact the health, our bodies, our, you know, lifespan. Yeah, it is that serious, right? But most people aren't thinking about this, okay? Now, I want to talk a bit about disordered eating patterns. Many people eat the wrong thing because, actually, because we've lost control. It takes approximately a month to create a new habit and a lot of our habits around food have been learned over the years. We all have different eating patterns, yet many of us are disordered and this has a detrimental effect on our health and well-being. So what disordered eating includes is waiting until we're really hungry and we overeat, for example, or yo-yo dieting or emotional eating or even starving um, ourselves sometimes to lose weight. It's really common. And mindless eating, just, just eating. So how are your eating patterns? Have a little moment and think about, you know, think about and take note down. You might learn that your own eating patterns change even on a weekly basis. Maybe diet one day, then binge another, eat overeat another day. That That's the side effect of society that, you know, um, I will talk about this further, but it's it's it, it can be caused by a lot of different um, problems. Um, it could be something that has happened in your life. It could be because um, you know this is how you grew up and you learnt some of this. But mindless eating is really common. So when we eat and read, eat, watch TV, get halfway through a meal, you realise you haven't really tasted your food. And that's 
what mindless eating is. You're just eating but not really thinking about it. Um, what should happen is eating meals should kind of... Some people have this set meal times. So the way your life is structured, you may be eating your meals at set hours. So you might not even be hungry, but you'll eat 8, 12 and 5 every day. Okay, maybe your job demands that you take your lunch break at noon every day or you sit down to eat with your family at at a set time each evening. So it's common for people to eat at set times, even if they're not hungry. And you could ask yourself when you sit down, hang on, am I even hungry? Because, you know, it is the healthiest for your body and weight management to avoid eating if you're actually already full, just because It's that time to eat, but you're actually already full, doesn't mean you need to eat, okay? But, you know, not many people are thinking about these things. Eating while you're doing things, okay? Many people eat while they're doing something else. So you may be at dinner, you know, eating food in front of television or every night, or maybe um, you're scrolling through your phone or um, your tablet or, you know, your laptop, whatever it may be. Or I'm just surfing the internet. That's, you know, even while you're having your lunch, for example. So eating as a part of a social activity is also another way um, that mindless eating occurs. When your mind is on another activity, you may not be tuned into whether or not you're overeating or if you're chewing your food enough. Do you notice that? Okay. Eating to feel happier. So another cause of mindless eating may be stress, depression. You may have comfort foods that you resort to when you're feeling stressed or feeling sad. Many people don't realise when they reach for crisps or chocolates, for example, they're indeed eating to feel better emotionally. Maybe keeping a food journal might might be helpful for some of you. Not everyone, but maybe some of you. It may help you recognise your patterns. Like you could down for seven days or five days what you're eating and why you could put how you feel felt before you ate and after how you felt after you ate yeah so do you always get the urge to eat before um, engaging in a particular task or going into a stressful weekly meeting you know this is just an example is that what's what's going on for you um some people eat to fill the time so Eating when bored is another example of mindless eating. This can take place alone or even if you catch up with a friend or you're going out for a meal or snacks, even if you're not hungry, you're just eating. Because eating when you're not hungry is an example actually of emotional eating. Food in these instances is fulfilling a purpose other than hunger um, and providing nourishment. The best way to eliminate mindless eating, to ask yourself questions, when you reach for snacks or sit down at a meal, just ask yourself, are you hungry? Okay. When you're in the middle of a meal, just check again. Are you full? So tuning into your body's needs over time, it it, it does take time, but it will lead to establish mindful eating patterns. When you check in with yourself and you're asking yourself, hang on, am I actually hungry? Why am I still eating if I'm full? Yeah. So, I you know, I hope that you've kind of understood 
the physical reasons why we need to eat and then why there's mindless eating so it's good for you to think about this and um, understand your food choices um, and just take a look at your nutrition and, and, and kind of link where you are. Um, are you a boredom eater? What are you doing? Um, is there something that you need to fix in your life? Um, you know, you need to think about these things and ask yourselves. And going um, on to the nutrition according to our, you know, our sunnah and um, Islam, what Islam teaches, I will read um, a translation of the surah, um, Quran 7, 31. And eat and drink, but do not waste by extravagance. Certainly he, Allah, does not like those who waste by extravagance. So the words are really clear and simple. Eat what you want, but don't overdo it. And it's also further explained in a hadith of our beloved Prophet Muhammad wasallam. No human fills a vessel worse than his own abdomen. A few bites are enough for the man to keep his body upright. But if it is indispensable, then a third for his food, a third for his drink and a third for his breath. And um, this has been uh, sound according to Albani in Tirmidhi. And he also said the food for two is enough for three and the food for three is enough for four. And this has been recorded in Bukhari, Muslim and Tirmidhi. So don't fill your stomach uh, with food. Leave equal space for water and for breath. And just eat what is enough to keep you going. And, um, you know, a well-known saying in Arabic goes, we are a people that do not eat unless we are hungry. And when we eat, we do not reach satiety. So, um, you know, you have to sort of um, understand that Actually, the brain that gives you the feeling of satiety takes about 20 minutes to arrive. So that means that if you keep on eating until you feel full, you'll start bursting if you overeat. So really, you're not supposed to eat until you feel so full. Um, as long as you feel comfortable and um, you know, you've got a bit of room left, it's fine. Um, Ibn Sina advised do not eat before digesting your food. So that means don't eat food upon food. Um, if you've just eaten about two hours ago, you kind of need to wait at least another hour or two. Let that get digested, okay? Um, and it's pretty obvious and it makes sense. But unfortunately, um, people don't do that. Because of this, there's so many problems that stem from the fact that we tend to eat before the body's finished digesting the food um, and we're just consuming more food and you know poor food choices as well it's just causing all sorts of problems for our, the stomach and um, Umar ibn al-Khattab um, may Allah be pleased with him said beware of overeating it ruins the body it causes sickness laziness in performing prayers seek modera moderation it's more health healthful for the body and more distant you know from waste okay and you know subhanallah really you know it's time for you know you to reflect um about why you're eating and how often you're eating and what food choices you're making um you know do, do you because at the end of the day if, you know if you are those who are listening who are parents carers um 
you know, whatever you are doing and eating and drinking, then your children and and those who look up to you are going to follow that, okay? What society are you creating? What do you want for, you know, what legacy are you, are you leaving? Um, did you even think about your eating patterns and how it has all to do with Islam? You know, everything is... Uh, should be is you know central focused around Allah subhanahu wa taala and what you know Islam has told us. You know, yes, there's a time to worship, there is a time to sleep, there is a time to play, there's a time to work, but equally, food and nourishment has got everything to do with your life, because at the end of the day, if you eat poor nutrient foods, then it's going to affect you poorly later. So it's going to cause you harm. And it's your duty to look after your body. Your health is your amana, and it's a trust but given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So think about what you're eating. Um, just be more aware and mindful and start taking notes and just becoming more aware so that you know even children start learning what good quality food is and why we need to eat um, to remain upright and you know positive people of society because I will speak about in the future very soon about how food actually affects your mood. It's so important how it is. And I'll also talk about how um, there's this food addiction that's going on as well, inshallah. So keep tuned and inshallah join me next week again at Tuesday 4pm inshallah. Do take care. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.